It's time for Dodger baseball. The sports department at WFUV and the history behind it are a story largely untold. That is, until now. The voices that have shaped the student-run station for the last seven decades dive into their time at Rose Hill. This is the Off the Air Podcast, the legacy of WFUV Sports. Welcome back to the Off the Air Podcast, episode six this week with Sirius XM MLB Network radio producer Tara Slajewski. She is currently the producer of the leadoff spot from 7 to 10 a.m. every Monday through Friday. A recent WFUV alum, class of 2016. Good to talk to her. I'm Jimmy Sullivan. He's Emmanuel Barbari. And Iman Tara is somebody who didn't necessarily come into WFUV with a lot of experience, worked with a lot of talented people, but she persevered, got a lot of great opportunities, and was able to make it stick at SiriusXM, a place she interned as a senior and now still works there to this day. And I think it's fascinating, the environment at WFUV and how it benefited Tara. She wasn't always certain about what she wanted to do. She wasn't always in the best of spots, at least personally, during her FUV experience. But she used the talent and the people around her as motivation. She worked her way up at FUV, became a very prominent member of the staff by her junior and senior year. And then ultimately parlayed it into a... Really nice gig at SiriusXM that she's made the most of, and it only took her 14 months of being an associate producer before she became a person who's running a very prominent show on their network. We'll talk with her about that, her rise from intern to AP to producer. And another thing she talked about that you just briefly touched on is some of the sacrifices she had to make. Talk about working holidays, weekends, long hours, list goes on and on. It's the same thing in her job now that she had to deal with the WFUV. But Iman, she made that a point during her FUV career, and that has helped her now. The sacrifices she has made continue to help her to this day. And one of the really intriguing parts of getting to talk to some of these prominent FUV alum guests is... They all share that sentiment of, look, we had to skip out on some important life moments. We didn't always get to tell our best friends from high school and college who might be living it up on a weekend that we can make that given event. And that's something Tara had to do as well. You're going to have to sacrifice holidays. You're going to have to sacrifice a lot of weekends if you want to do something of substance in this business. And everyone seems to look back on it in a little bit more of a lighthearted way because they were ultimately able to achieve some level of success because of that sacrifice. And Amen, you could talk about those sacrifices any way you want, but they are serious sacrifices and they are no laughing matter. Looking forward to the latest episode of Off the Air, the podcast. Let's find out about this week's guest from our own Nick DeLuca. This week on Off the Air, Tara Sledjeski. A 2016 Fordham graduate, Tara was an MLB beat reporter covering the New York Mets while also operating as an update anchor, host, and producer of WFUV's one-on-one. After her time in the Bronx, Sledjeski worked at SiriusXM Mad Dog Radio and is an associate producer for MLB Network Radio in Washington. Currently, Sledjeski serves as the producer of The Leadoff Spot, 
and weekly prospect and front office shows on Sirius XM's MLB Network Radio. Here's the Off the Air Podcast with Tara Sledjeski. Tara, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Jimmy and Emmanuel. I hope you guys are doing well too. We're doing okay. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate it. Uh, let's get right into it. I'll ask you the obvious. How have you been faring over the last uh, three or four months during these bizarre times with uh, COVID-19? Yeah, well, I think like everyone else, it's definitely been odd and an adjustment. I've been really lucky, though, because for the most part, my work's kind of continued. I don't want to say as is because I can't physically go into the studio, but like we've been doing just as many shows as usual, five days a week, still producing a lot of shows. Um, I would even say probably at the beginning of this, I probably had more work than usual. So it's it's been good that I've been able to keep busy with work. For someone who's been involved with sports for so long, how different has it been these last couple of months? <laughs> I mean, like I said, I think because I've still like been doing producing baseball shows pretty much five days a week, almost every day, it kind of hasn't felt that different without sports. Cause like my mind, like I do just baseball. So my mind, as long as I'm producing my shows, my mind is still baseball all the time, trying to come up with topics, watching the news. And so it's even without games, there's a still a lot going on. Of course, with baseball, we had the negotiations that just went on and on about when they were going to play. And so that kept me pretty busy and focused too. <laughs> Along those lines, Tara, how excited are you for the upcoming baseball season? It's going to be 60 games. It's going to be different than usual. But God willing, we are going to have baseball back. How excited are you for that in a couple weeks? I think it's still kind of mixed emotions because still with all the issues they've had over the past week with teams not getting their tests back in time and the players that are testing positive and opting out. So it's still kind of like, should we really be doing this? Like, is this really going to work? So I've don't think I'm full on excited, ready for baseball yet, because you're just watching all this different stuff happen. And it's like, you kind of got to be a little cautious. So Tara, you're a Fordham graduate 2016. When did you know you wanted to pursue a career in sports? Did it occur when you walked on the campus? Or did WFUV kind of just fall into your lap? Um, so I definitely knew, I think, in high school, when I was looking at colleges that I wanted to do sports journalism, sports reporting. Um, for a while, I was actually kind of a little torn between sports or going into like law or politics, which like is really funny now because I hate politics. I hate that kind of stuff. But for a time, I, that kind of interested me. But then I've just, I've always been a huge sports fan, grew up in a house where we watched a lot of baseball, watched a lot of Yankees baseball. and. I mean, I was born in the mid nineties. So growing up with the Yankees at that time was like, I always say like, how could you not fall in love with baseball if you're watching Derek Jeter and Mariana Rivera and all of those greats. So I knew that this was something I wanted to pursue. I honestly though, I had no idea that Fordham would be so great to pursue this. I really didn't have any interest in Fordham. Um, I'm from Long Island, kind of wanted to go a little bit farther away for college. And my mom was the one who was like, you just have to go and tour Fordham, like make me happy. And it was funny because my dad and I had actually 
been touring colleges the entire weekend and on Sunday we were supposed to go see Fordham and like at that point we're kind of exhausted and we're pulling up and my dad's like if you don't want to stay for the tour we don't have to stay for the tour and then once we like left the parking garage and started walking on campus it was like I love this place this is where I want to go like absolutely fell in love at this point I honestly still didn't know it was such a great school for um, journalism, especially sports broadcasting. Um, I, at, once I started to do the research, you see the alumni and it was really impressive, but even until I got on campus, I don't think I realized just all the opportunities you could get at Fordham. Kara, let me ask, when you first got to FUV and you first stepped inside the doors, what, what were your first impressions of WFUV? Um, so I remember my first like meeting, interview, whatever you want to call it with, of course, Bob. And then it was Alex Smith and Mac Rosenberg, who were the manager and assistant manager at the time. And so I remember the interview with those three. And I really don't remember exactly what my first impressions were. I guess maybe like intimidating was the right word for it, because they start with like, all these questions and drilling you with like what do you want to do like who do you look up to in the industry and so they also we had a really big um, training class and so like from the first session they really made it feel like okay there's like 30 of you guys here like only like 10 of you are going to get to join the staff so you get so nervous like oh my gosh and i'm not actually going to get to do this you're going to go through a year of training and so it was definitely intimidating we actually had Mac on the podcast and he said that his fondest memories of college were the relationships made at WFUV. What were some of those relationships that have kind of stuck with you over the years? Yeah. So actually, uh, Brendan Bowers, who is in my class and he was, um, the supervising producer of one-on-one -on -one our senior year. And Brendan was a great producer, did a lot. He, doesn't work in the industry anymore, but he moved down to Maryland a little while after I moved to DC. And so because we both knew each other from FUV and worked together a lot at FUV, we started hanging out a lot and we still go to baseball games, talk about baseball all the time. So that's definitely been the biggest one for me is having someone who I worked with that moved down to my new neck of the woods. Um, so many other guys I worked with too, like Anthony Pusick and Matt Morrow and Drew Casey are guys that were just so much fun to work with and be around. And it, yeah, definitely made it a lot more fun, guys like that. In 2015, I got to cover the Mets, which was like covering a professional baseball team was it was such a dream come true. And just covering the team was like, this is so cool. And then, of course, that year, that team goes on a run that nobody sees coming, and they make it to the World Series. And so here I am, a senior in college, and I'm covering the World Series. I was in the locker room after the Royals won, which was, like, the coolest thing. Do you have a moment that sticks out for you, either personally or professionally, from covering the Mets that season? Um, it, it definitely has to be – Gate and like Mets fans aren't going to want to hear this. I'm sorry, but uh, game five of the World Series, the ninth inning, or even leading up to the ninth inning, when 
you have Matt Harvey throwing that total gem, just dominating the Royals, and he wants to come back out for the ninth, and like, the thing was, we were out in the auxiliary press spots for the World Series, and so at like the seventh, eighth inning, it was Matt Moore and I were covering the team, and seventh or eighth inning, we'd start to make our way down to the press conference room, or else it's a mess trying to get down when the game ends, but this was game five. Either way, it was going to be the last game of the year at City Field, last game covering the Mets, so it was like, I want to watch it, and like, especially like once Harvey's rolling, it's like, I want to watch him finish this, so like, I started walking from the auxiliary press box which was out in left field and like I stationed myself like down the third baseline like kind of between third base and home and so I'm watching that whole inning unfold from what was a pretty good view of it and even and I didn't realize what was going on in the dugout after the eighth inning when Harvey's fighting with Terry Collins to stay in the game I'm just like this is awesome like the crowd wants him to come back out like this is so cool and then I, of course, watching everything unfold, and then I had a great view for Lucas Duda's throw home that just totally missed, and the Royals go on to win. But that was that whole experience of from the eighth inning to the ninth was just wild, and the atmosphere was crazy. Tara, you talked a little bit about before, and I'll just throw in now. I'm a Mets fan, so we'll we'll take a step back Sorry. here. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't Don't worry about it. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but I'll take a step back here. You mentioned Bob Aaron's a little bit before. Um, being at FUV when you were, you got to experience Bob. What was your uh, relationship like with him? It, so it was overall, it was really good. But I think like anyone, you have your bumps. I think especially because I went into FUV, I wanted to be on air. I wanted to be a sideline reporter. And it my path was not to be on air and I love producing now. I'm very happy with where I am, but there were definitely times where you're angry with Bob because he's not giving you the chances on air that you want. But I think in the long run, he definitely helped me in a lot of ways by like making me really have to work for different opportunities and getting me in a position where I could be a really good producer and be ready for the job I have now. What was that conversation like? Was there any piece of advice that sticks out that Bob maybe instilled in you that led you on that path? I don't know if there was a single piece of advice. Um, something I think about that's more specific with producing is I remember Bob used to always be like, when you're producing, you have to ask the right questions. And when you're in college and you're producing one-on-one -on -one or football games or basketball games, you're kind of like, oh, okay, what does that mean? But like, there's so many times in my job now producing a morning show that it's like, oh, that's what that means. Like, I find myself, I'm asking questions all the time to help the show and to help guide things. And that's something that's really stayed with me just in regards to how to produce. You talked about your path kind of changing three or four years in college. At what point did you decide, hey, I can be a producer after graduation. I can do this even after I'm done with college? When I got my job <laughs> right around graduation. Um, I mean, I say that half jokingly, but I think at the same time, when you're applying to jobs and you're about to graduate, it is kind of 
until you get a job offer, who knows what's going to happen. It's, it's really hard when you send out a lot of resumes and you don't hear back from places. And I was really fortunate because I already had my foot in the door at Sirius XM because I interned there and a lot of people knew me there. And so it, yeah, until you get that job offer, it's still kind of like, what's going to happen next? <laughs> How much did one-on-one prepare you for that? You have five roles essentially, and it's a team collaborative effort. You get in there at, at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. How much did that prepare you for the real world? Yeah, a lot, especially for me, because pretty much what I'm doing now is one-on-one every day, a three-hour sports call-in show every single day. And so learning about making rundowns and planning out the show and what kind of guests are you going to want, what topics you want a guest for, and just learning how to cover three hours worth of material is a lot, because three hours can be a really long time, especially, I mean... There's times a year, it was like September, where you have Jets, Giants, Yankees, Mets, like all the sports are going on. And then there's other times where it's like March and the Jets and the Giants are, their seasons are done. And the Yankees and Mets are in the days of spring training where there's not much going on. And the NHL and NBA playoffs still haven't started. And so figuring out three hours worth to talk about is definitely a learning experience. You talk about filling the, those three hours and you know, your job now is primarily concerned with, with baseball. And before the negotiations fireworks, there were about two months there where you had no games and also a gap between that and negotiations. So how hard was that for those seven or eight weeks to try to fill those three hours every single day? It's, it's you definitely it, – that's, I think, when you really find out how good of a producer you are. Um, so I think we got a little lucky in regards of the past few off-seasons haven't really gone in, like, the normal path where, like, you have the two off-seasons ago, the entire winter we're talking about Harper and Machado, Harper and Machado, when are they going to sign? And so, like, you kind of never get to that, like, filler stuff you'd use in the offseason, like all the really fun stuff. And then this past offseason, okay, everyone signed in December. That's great. And then second week of January, boom, Astros, biggest cheating scandal in 100 years. And so, again, like there's so much stuff that we had discussed, thought about in the offseason that we never got to. And so you start circling back to that stuff in March, April, May, and it helped. Once in May, we got to go. So we weren't live for the first month and a half of this. We were doing recorded shows. And then in early May, we went live again. And going live again meant getting callers. And once you get callers, that just kind of opens up a whole lot more because you can start rolling with a topic and get calls on it for two hours. Well, actually, I'll be honest and say that I was very lucky that my family had a really good friend who works at Sirius that probably helped me in the door first. And I think, unfortunately, that's just the reality of a lot of jobs in, in any industry is it definitely helps if you know someone. But then once you get in the door, you have to stay inside the building. Um, and so that's probably more where what I learned at FUB, having the experience as 
producing at FUV, learning how to produce a talk show at FUV, learning how to produce live games and everything I was doing there kind of put me, I think, a leg up over other people that were at this, like that were interning at Sirius 2, or even when I started as an associate producer, I had already done stuff that other people hadn't because of WFUV. And I think too, a big thing for me was just the values I learned at FUV in terms of learning that you kind of have to go the extra mile and learning to work holidays, work over school breaks. Like I, my first time produce, like actually producing a football game was because I was willing to cut my Thanksgiving break, my Thanksgiving break short, go back into Fordham, go back into FUV to produce a football game on Thanksgiving weekend. And I think it was whoever was supposed to be like the update anchor didn't show up. So the girl who was producing had to go to updates and then I got to go on to producing. And that was the first time I got to produce a game. And then oddly enough, the next year it happened where I was the one producing and that was the first time I got to be on updates because once again, all the pieces had to move. So just learning at FUV that you kind of got to be flexible, kind of have to be ready to make sacrifices and be there when other people don't want to be there. And I know, especially as an associate producer at SiriusXM, you are definitely going to be the person that's going to work the most uncomfortable hours and have to be there on holidays. And my job now is in Washington, D.C., and I'm from Long Island. And I remember my first Thanksgiving that I was working down there, I came home for Thanksgiving. I had Thanksgiving off, but then I had to be back producing a show. I want to say like one o'clock in the afternoon on Friday. And I literally had to catch like a 5 a.m. flight the morning after Thanksgiving. So like that's something I learned at FUV is if you want to climb the ladder and you want to get to do new things, you have to make sacrifices like that and be willing to do things like that. Tara, I'll throw in another shameless plug while you're at it. You're the uh, producer of the leadoff spot on Sirius XM's MLB Network Radio. That's a show that runs every morning during the week, 7 to 10 a.m. I I wanted to ask, as a producer, and I hate to put this in kind of athlete terms, if you will, but what are some of the intangibles, if you will, in addition to making time and those sacrifices that you talked about, working on holidays, working on weekends, et cetera, but what are some of the intangible qualities that maybe you picked up at WFUV that are helping you now as that producer at Sirius? I think you definitely have to be able to multitask because there's definitely times where like I'm in studio and you have to still be listening on air but you're also trying to like put stuff together for social media and you have to be like mindful of what's going out over the air and oh the phone's ringing I have to be screening phone calls too or oh we have another guest on why I'm working on this graphic from the last guest I have to be taking notes on this guest um so the first like when you said intangibles I think being able to balance a lot of different things is the first thing that comes to mind and I'll tell you too that is one of the things that I think that really appealed to me about radio because when I got to college I can't say like radio is my passion. Like, oh, I love radio. I will say that I think baseball is the perfect radio game. Like I love listening to baseball on the radio just because it's so great when you just get to listen to the descriptions and the pace it goes. It's such a great game on the radio, but I still, I mean, television, I think everyone, I don't, I shouldn't say I think everyone, but television's the bigger, like, oh, television, everyone wants to be on TV. 
it takes one person to do the job that like 15 people are doing in television. So like on a television show, you have someone who's handling social media, someone else is doing like research, someone else is booking guests. And like as a radio producer, you're doing all of that. So you have to be able to manage all of that. But it's also a lot of fun because there's definitely like, I love doing social media stuff. I love doing research. Like I love working on production. So I wouldn't be enjoying it so much if my job was just social media or just putting production together. Dara, you've been at Sirius since before your senior year of college when you interned there, then transitioned over to Mad Dog Radio your second semester and have worked there ever since you graduated. What about the environment has been so so appealing to you that, sure, you, you only have so many choices when you're leaving college in terms of employment, but what about the environment has been so appealing that you stuck there? I think for starters, they want you to grow and they want you to be someone who like intern, associate producer, producer, like one of my current bosses was, I believe the first intern on MLB Network Radio. And now he's the executive producer of the channel. So like they, I think they foster an environment where they want you to be like move up the ladder and they want their people to get better. And so you can move up and be someone who's part of the company for a long time. And like, I work with a lot of people that have been part of the company for a long time. And so it seems like they're doing a really good job of encouraging people and making them want to stick around and giving them the tools to grow and stick around. I think I just want to add to thinking back to when I first started at Fordham and being intimidated first at FUV, like I know at least a lot of the people that I worked with, especially on air, were people that they did this stuff in high school and they were on TV in high school or they wrote for the newspaper. I had none of that experience from high school, mostly because I went to a really tiny high school and to explain how tiny it is, the school's now closed down because of budgeting reasons. So clearly this wasn't a school where we had a television station, radio to do stuff like that. And so I think it's, so in that regard, I did probably like enter FUV behind some of the people I was working with. And you sit there and you're like, wow, like it's the end of freshman year and they're already on air and I'm not getting the chance to be on air. Or they're producing already and I'm not getting the chance to produce. And I think my biggest thing is to tell people like, that's okay. Everyone goes at different paces. And if you're committed and you want to work, you put the time in, put the work in and you will catch up. And I, I'm not going to get the exact quote, right. But I know Derek Jeter used to always say something like, you may not like, you can't control if you're the best at something, but you can control if you're the person who's putting the most effort in. And I'm a huge believer in that because I don't think I've ever been the best at anything I've tried to do, but I put the work in and I, like between the working on holidays and everything else, you're able, you can still get what you want if you're willing, if you have the drive and you're willing to put the time in and willing to make sacrifices to do what you want. And it's okay if people start out ahead of you because you can figure this out if it's what you want to do. I'll end on a Fordham slash FUV note. In your four years at Fordham and your time at FUV, if there was one favorite memory that you had, what would it be? 
I'm probably, I'm probably gonna have to go back to covering the World Series. And really that whole year, like I said, I grew up a huge baseball fan and getting to cover a baseball team from start to finish was so much fun and going to the ballpark every night. And then that team getting so good and what they did and the pitchers and the talent that that team had. And like, I, like I, Max Scherzer is incredible and Steven Strasburg is incredible guys that I watch a lot. I do not think I've experienced anything like being in the ballpark that year on nights that Matt Harvey pitched. Like, it's so crazy now because of what DeGrom has become. But at that point, like, here's the guy that he was still the dark knight. And, like, going and watching him pitch was, like, incredible. And then the World Series and the atmosphere for the World Series and just that season from start to finish was such an incredible experience. To experience that in college at the age I did just was more than I ever could have asked for. And it helped me, too, get ready for – being like doing baseball for a year helped me to get ready for a job that was just baseball. And I think helped me realize more that like, I like football and I like other sports, but it helped me realize more that I wanted to do just baseball. Eman and Jimmy here on the off the air podcast, just got done talking to Tara Slajewski of Sirius XM. Eman, a fascinating conversation with Tara, finding out all about her, how It wasn't always easy for her at WFUV, but she was able to break through, persevere. She's got some great opportunities now, and she was able to slug it out at WFUV. Again, a 2016 alum, a recent alum, like several of the other guests we've had on this podcast, and she's been wildly successful just a couple of years out of college. And she is the essence of a producer, Jimmy. This is off the air, so we are going to reveal things that do happen off the air and it took us two takes to get to everything that Tara has done in her young career and that's because she has that producer oriented brain of let's make sure we get this right let's make sure we get everything done and I really enjoyed that about Tara is being able to delve deeper into her path how serious really became something that's very deep and dear to her heart and that started all the way the summer before senior year of college at Fordham and as we said she is now working at Sirius XM, and I was fascinated by how she first came to Fordham, kind of figured, hey, I want to do WFUV, and you know, we've talked about some people, and we've talked to some of our guests about how they said this is what we wanted to do from kind of a young age, and she came in with maybe less of that feeling, but she found a passion for it, and you touched on what she does off the air, right? It's answering the phones, it's talking with you know other producers it's all the stuff that happens behind the glass that makes these radio shows on a lot of these major stations and at wfuv seem to go so smoothly but as you and i have seen behind the glass sometimes it can be chaos back there but she does such a wonderful job of managing it and she learned a lot of that at wfuv whether it was answering the phones talking to an on-site producer at a football game coordinating all the various elements of a broadcast she credits wfuv with a lot of that and i found that very interesting and jimmy you can sense whenever you're behind the glass at wfuv whether it's producing one-on-one or producing a fordham football or basketball game 
the various elements that really go into putting out a professional level product. There are times during the broadcast where it may be more dull and you're more monitoring the on-air product that's going out on 90.7. But there are also times where everything comes to a head and you are trying to answer a call. You're trying to answer a host question. You're trying to monitor what the update person has to say. And all that while you're monitoring the clock and making sure that you're staying on point for the show and you hit the proper element when it comes up. So there is a lot that goes into producing a show at a high level. And you kind of empathize with the producers, especially during the pandemic, who have to manage a lot of this from home. And Tara is someone who was able to bring that all full circle and make sure that an MLB year-round show still goes off without a hitch. Certainly impressive. I mean, I can't speak for anybody else, but one of the most stressful times in my life is a trivia question for Yankees tickets coming up against a station break. I mean, there's nothing like that when you're dealing with the phone ringing off the hook, you're making sure you hit the break on time. I can't imagine doing that, but I really can't imagine doing a lot of that stuff from home. And that, and I'm glad you said that because that makes it so impressive what she is doing right now. She's in one place, her hosts are in another, they have to communicate remotely. It's not like they're together and they can just sit around the table like we might before one-on-one and talk about various topics and kind of figure out where you want segments to go. That coordination's been really difficult, but over the last four months or so, you can't argue she's really done a wonderful job at Sirius. For sure, and I think credit goes to a lot of these producers who make that sacrifice throughout the business and have had to adapt to this quote-unquote new normal that everyone is dealing with. And I definitely echo that, Jimmy, where it's not like you can just put everyone on hold. These callers are people you want to treat correctly. You want to make them part of the station family, per se. You want to get them to come back and call again. So you can't just siphon off your responsibilities. You really have to hone in and make sure that you're locked in and everything goes off relatively without a hitch while also being that authoritative figure that can make sure that the show doesn't go off the rail. So Tara is someone who's continuing to kill it at a very young age, and it was a pleasure to catch up with her this week. So again, our thanks to Tara Slajewski of SiriusXM for joining us on Episode 6 of the Off the Air podcast for my partner, Emmanuel Barbari, and our producer, Alex Wolves. I'm Jimmy Sullivan. Thank you for listening.